Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, before we get into the episode today, I just want to remind you all that we would like to try and do a Q&A episode where we engage with questions that you guys send us about anything philosophical you've ever wondered or thought while listening to us. So please send some questions to publicphilproject at gmail.com. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-P-H-I-L project at gmail.com. Yeah, hopefully you guys will send us some interesting questions and we look forward to answer. I think it's going to be fun. So mm-hmm. let's do it. Agreed. So uh, today we are going to do something. We've never had a conversation about this kind of thing, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about conversation itself. Yeah, which is going to be interesting. It's some meta discussion, right? <laughs> meta discussions are the best kind of discussions. Um, agreed. Um, I'm assuming that we're going to start to figure out what it is, how it works, what are the rules for it? What even is a conversation? Mm-hmm. And does it, I guess I'll start asking you a question. Okay. Because <laughs> how, about, how about we do this to, for a change? Um, and, you know, we could start with what is mm-hmm. a conversation, definitely. And by doing that, I'm wondering what parameters, what are the necessary conditions for a conversation to be mm. there? Can you have a conversation with yourself? I was just wondering the same thing. (laughs) Can you converse with yourself? What would you say? Well, in terms of the, you know, the everyday, what do we typically think conversation is? I think the answer would be something like people. Mm. So meaning more than one person. And of Mm -hmm. course we can question that, but most people would say it's two or more people communicating. Hmm. Is it? So is it different than, is a conversation different than a dialogue? I would say a conversation is distinct from communication. Because I would say probably there are many forms of communication and conversation is just one of these. Mm. So you're saying that the, the main characteristics of a conversation is the fact that he needs to happen among people at least two i think this is what people would say oh okay i'm not sure if i am 100 percent on board with that but i think it's a good starting point okay and talking talk okay so it is it happens with voice (laughs) with voice i don't actually i gotta (laughs) i gotta broaden because my generation especially when we growing when we were growing up the big thing was like having aim conversations okay you know so like aol uh instant messenger and we still called those conversations and i think they still had a kind of effect um in the way a conversation would though of course to a less extent so let's start by saying maybe a conversation has something to do <laughs> with two or more people exchanging information with one another mm. 
So interesting. So <laughs> while well, you were saying my generation used to do this, I was thinking if I should talk probably like what we should send pigeons to each other. <laughs> no, but um, joking aside, um, well, that's interesting because if it's just an exchange of information among people, would you say that a lecture is a conversation, right? You're exchanging mm. information there, right? Uh, or is maybe... Or in the conversation, you're saying that both sides are sharing while in the lecture is one way. Probably both sides. And I think it it's probably a specific kind of sharing. Mm. Um, and so I would say is, you know, when we get there, I'll wind up saying that maybe a good lecture is kind of like a conversation. Um, but it, it it's definitely can't be one-sided. Mm. Because imagine, think of the phenomena of... <laughs> Someone talking at you. Yep. Right? Um, You're married. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is not like that. But Claire uh, says living with her mom used to be like this. She'd be like waking up at work at like 6.30, trying to get ready. And her mom would just for like an hour. And she's just, you know, trying to do do her face and stuff. So talking at someone. That's not a conversation. Is not a conversation. Hmm. So... Well, and that's, that's and what does that mean? Like, why yeah. is that exactly? What does that mean to talk at someone? Do you think that's? I was about to say. So, does that mean that in order for be a conversation, it needs to be an interaction, not just a formal interaction, but a, a, a kind of substantive interaction, right? Mm. A conversation needs to be probably something where there is a true exchange. Uh, between the two or more sides rather than being one side that gives you your bag of information and you just take it with you and do not respond, right? So there's a couple things. And the one thing is if one person is just talking at someone, like let's say, you know, I'm sitting and then like my mom is just talking at me or you're at a meeting and a person is just talking (laughs) at the meeting in this overly uh, official performative language for an hour. Um, that doesn't seem to be a conversation because you're not participating, because you're not engaging, and you're not really... Like, a thing is not happening. Like, a thing is happening to you, mm-hmm. but you are not in the happening. So a conversation seems to be something that involves at least two people being in a thing so the reason why talking at someone is not a conversation is because the person being talked at is not in the thing but then i'm wondering if at the end of the day the difference between the two things is the fact that when somebody's talking at someone or multiple people there are information that are being shared mm-hmm well, instead, in a conversation, it's not about necessarily information, but it's about something else. Hmm. It's about building um, some common ground, hmm. which both of us are, you know, kind of helping build. It also seems to involve time. In what sense? So, like, we can't just say it's an extreme. Uh, an exchange of information because then these brief exchanges would count as conversations. Like, let's say I I wake up um, and then Claire's like, oh, we're going to the garden today. And I'm like, all right, 
that little thing is not itself a conversation. Mm, because it's short, though? Or because it's not meaningful? Well, I think if I'm sticking with this idea of being in a thing, there's not really an event happening, mm. right? It's just like, da-da-da, da-da-da, and then that's it, mm-hmm. right? It's not, there's not something unfolding. It seems like a conversation has to unfold in one way or another. And an unfolding requires some kind of participation in an extended thing. Hmm. So, and by unfolding, you mean the fact that it's that it's flowing somehow. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, almost naturally, we would say whether that means right. Yeah. Uh, and it's happening without previously putting stakes or you know. Mm guidelines towards that it's just happening right and i'm trying to think of counterexamples of this i'm trying to think of situations where you have this things happening but we will still not call that a conversation right mm-hmm. but rather we'll call it an exchange or something like that i'm wondering if there is so for example right oh uh, maybe a way to to discover if those things are enough is to go through to the possibility of having different kind of conversations. Okay. Is it possible to have conversations about everything or conversations just happen about some specific topics? Can we have a conversation about the weather? <laughs> okay, so conversation is certainly not small talk. Okay, right? That's a good starting point, right? Yes. So what is small talk? Well, the opposite of conversation, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, it's, again, something that's almost automatic, that you just don't mean anything by it. You're just, okay. You're just occupying space and time by doing that, right? Okay. Um, but I can have small talk about everything. Can I, right? I can, can or can't? I can. I think I can. I can, I can be like, hey, nice weather today. Yeah, it is. And you can last quite a bit if you're stuck with someone, <laughs> the right? The worst. Uh, I think there are limits. I, I I would probably say you can't small talk about everything. But can you have a conversation about everything? I think that the the sphere is probably more. So here's why I'm saying small talk can't be about everything, right? You walk in the room. Hey, nice weather we're having. Yep. Oh yeah. This is gonna snow. Oh yeah. Like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you can't be like, you know. So I just got back from the psych ward yesterday, and I tried all these medications, and but but you know that's not a thing. Well, some people will do that to <laughs> you, but. Uh, you you'll have people that share too much information with you. Definitely right? a thing, but in general, like if you were to look at the act that culture would call small talk, there's some things that are not meant to be that because they're the either the the argument the topic is too heavy or whatever it is. It's almost because the the meaning and purpose of small talk forbid certain things mm-hmm. because to start talking about heavy things means you have to be more engaged there has to be an intimacy there has to be an interest and an engagement that's genuine whereas with small talk it is like none of those things right <laughs> it's like i'm trying to fill space and it's like and if somebody does that mm-hmm. then they're doing small talk wrong they're doing exactly there's something's going wrong yeah you're like yeah, it's like this something's weird. break break breaking. Yes. yes, don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that, right? <laughs> but I'm wondering again, instead with a conversation, if it is possible. Um, so, and I'm thinking this actually the, the the in the opposite direction of this, right? 
I'm thinking in today, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Is it possible to have a conversation about some things that are controversial, right? Hmm. Is it possible to converse about these things? Or is it rather that mode of communication is not appropriate mm. uh, for controversial things? Can we have a conversation about, I don't know. And I don't want to be, I don't want to, you know, even something like politics or right, right, rather right. a specific topic within politics. Can we have a conversation about, uh, I don't know. Abortion. <laughs> right, right. I think I would, I would say there's always the possibility. That doesn't mean it always happens. Because it seems like what we've uncovered thus far is that there are different kind of speech acts, right? Mm -hmm. Not only that, there are different types of mutual speech acts or like dialogical speech acts. Mm -hmm. And not all of them are conversation. Like some of it is small talk. Some of it is like a meeting. Mm -hmm. Some of it is this thing. So maybe, you know, the, the exchange in the broadest sense, that's just the little base mm -hmm. essential property of the, 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 like the most broad category. But conversation itself seems to involve some essential components. Yeah, I mean, I think you can have conversation. I, I mean, really, I think you can only effectively talk about those things through conversation because hmm. otherwise what you're doing is lecturing in like the in like a i mean that in like a negative way not mm -hmm. an educate educational way um or you're doing small talk about <laughs> abortion which is the, yeah you know she had an abortion the other day oh. <laughs> um which is not appropriate nope definitely not um or you're at your i don't know it's interesting. I think that uh, considering the again, considering the specific way in which we interact with each other, right? I think that rarely you can have a conversation about this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking at the same time that, and why is it rarely? Mm -hmm. Because rarely you are in the in the position really to have a conversation with somebody. That's true. Um, and maybe the issue is not so much the mode, right? It's not so much the kind of speech act, mm -hmm. but it is rather the, um, what can I say, the conditions. So I was thinking the people and the it's environment. Exactly. The conditions that make you make it possible for you to have a conversation with whomever, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that this is an interesting aspect. I think that there are some preconditions in order for a conversation to happen. And of course, those preconditions are different depending on the specific conversation that you're having. But I believe that there are some things that are universal of all conversations. Right? Okay, I would agree. Uh, and those things, though, transcend the the speech act itself. Mm -hmm. They have something else they have to do with something else and specifically i'm i'm thinking to the relation that you need to have with the person or people that you have in the conversation with mm -hmm. you can have a conversation with everyone i think there are on every on everything there's certain person there's certain people that you can have conversations with period mm -hmm. 
there are some people that you can have conversation with only about some specific stuff. And then there are people that you can have conversation with about everything. Mm-hmm. And I think it will be interesting to find out which, what kind of relation we're talking here, right? What things need to happen there in order for this thing to to unfold and become a conversation. Mm, yeah, I mean, and I, I'm thinking about, you know, you're saying these categories and I'm kind of thinking like, all right, well, this person is that, well, this person is that. <laughs> and in terms of the conversations about everything, I think of Claire, right? my yeah. wife. Yeah. And we have the most like intricate and long and important and meaningful conversations with one another and I, if you're going to ask why is that, mm-hmm. well, it, it seems like, among other things, there has to be a trust. You cannot have a conversation with someone that you cannot trust. And I think it's because conversation means having to open up to someone. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to something we talked about in a previous episode, which is a kind of authenticity. Mm-hmm. right? A real conversation is an authentic experience. It's not something that you can fake. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right. You, you, you've, everyone has talked to the person where maybe you're trying to have the conversation and they just kind of neither. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's crazy, man. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're not actually having the conversation. So you have to people have to give. Mm-hmm. And in order to give, you have to trust the other person enough to care about what they're saying, to feel vulnerable enough to share mm-hmm. um, and to care enough about the topic mm-hmm. right so it seems like these are some of the it's very intimate i think a real conversation is an intimate thing and this is why small talk is not conversation <laughs> because it's the least intimate thing you do mm-hmm. um and this is also why conversations are so impactful when they happen hmm. because real conversations are much more meaningful than other everyday interactions you have. Hmm. Like, it's almost like, you know, to, you know, I referenced Dr. Kogan in the last episode. He always said, when you read a book, you come out of it and you're a different person. Mm-hmm. I feel like a conversation is like that too. Mm. Um, so I, I want to add one aspect uh, to the things that you said, which is you also, I think, in a conversation, if you want to have a real conversation... You need to be willing to be wrong. That's yes, yes. That is necessary. Otherwise, there's not conversation. Otherwise, I'm telling you my belief, <laughs> and either you take it or leave it. Right? Yeah. Um, and I would agree with you. I would say that yes, uh, there is this intimacy that needs to to be in there. Let's call it. But at the same time, I think that it is possible to have some sort of conversation even without uh, being husband and wife. Right. Yes. You can have conversation with your friends, you can have conversation with colleagues, with a colleague and so on. It's harder because sometimes, especially this last one, this the, with colleagues, right? Because you're always defensive in those situations. Yes. Right? And that's the enemy of true conversation. This is why I'm saying that in the, in this suspect culture mm. in which we live today, I think the conversation they're not private, are dead. Mm. They only, and I, th- I think it's not by chance that you're referring to conversation with your wife 
as the example of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, while probably a few years ago, yes, you can have conversations with your wife, but one example of true conversation could be a conversation amongst your peers. Mm-hmm. While we tend not to do this anymore because we're scared that yeah. we're going to get in trouble yeah. by having that conversation or by just you know putting on a plate what I really think and expecting that in return from you. Mm-hmm. And this suspect, this cultural suspect, I should say, has been brewing and breeding in the mm. past, what, 20, well, less than 20 years, I want to say, 10 years probably. It's I, getting worse and worse. Yeah, 10 years is probably... A, a good general with five being the the most extreme forms um and i think you're right you like it's not only that you can have a conversation with your wife but i think it's like if certain qualities are involved of course the, the greater degree of those qualities exist between you and a person the greater chances are that you, you will have conversations and i think you're absolutely right about the wrong thing mm-hmm. and probably for me that that seems part of um the vulnerability mm-hmm. aspect right because mm-hmm. to to admit the possibility of wrongness is it's almost like you have to be okay with a being hurt right? yes yes and, and you shouldn't be hurt by these things of course people do that they go too far with that but it but it's symbolically like that mm-hmm. right um i'm wondering if you if in order for a conversation to be authentic to use your term or true we don't have to get into it without a necessarily fixed opinion to start with, a fixed ideal, right? Mm. We can have a conversation about, you know, whatever we want. But if we want to call it a real conversation, I need to be permeable, I want to say. I don't need to be impervious. Because <laughs> mm. uh, the moment I'm impervious because I already have my preconceived notions, there's no conversation happening there. Which in turn it means to me that in order to for a real conversation to be there, well, you need to be at least doubtful mm. about the things that you are bringing to the table. Mm. Because, and we go back to the thing that I was saying at the very beginning, because I'm under the impression that this conversation is this thing that is built together. Yes. And that builds meaning around the topic that you're choosing together, mm-hmm. which means that we're bringing our tools, but we're building that thing while we are doing it is a performative act right while the meaning is is being made in that moment it's a creation maybe it's exactly it's a creation and i also i'm and i want to hear what you think about this i'm also thinking that maybe that meaning that creation Mm -hmm. is also very fleeting and it dissipates immediately as soon as the conversation is over. It doesn't stay. It changes mm. you, maybe, right? It changes the other person. But the thing in itself, it's gone. I don't think it's possible to actually recreate a conversation. A conversation oh, wow. is gone once it's gone. Yeah, okay. So I think there's a couple super interesting things there. Um the thing you said about like if I'm just gonna be dogmatic and I know exactly what I'm gonna say. Um, and I'm not going to participate. Definitely not a conversation. A, because you're not listening. So listening is another component to a conversation mm-hmm. that we haven't explicitly mentioned yet. Um, and the biggest thing that I'm thinking about is a, it, you have to be willing to explore 
I think that's what happens in a conversation. Creation, I think, is a good word, but also you're you're navigating things together and you don't know where you're going to wind up. Yeah, agreed. If, if, if you know exactly where you're going to end or even the moves you're going to make, then it becomes... It's a chess game. It's not a conversation anymore. It, yeah, or, or it's like... It's like, um, what would you say? It's like I'm performing on a stage and I know I make this move at this time and this move, and I know exactly where I'm. So there's all these constraints. So I think Mm -hmm. conversation needs this element of freedom um, and we need to be willing to explore stuff together. Agreed. Um, And as far as the second thing you were saying that it's fleeting, Mm -hmm. this is very interesting because in a way... I think conversation is kind of like love Mm -hmm. because when it happens, it's this thing that takes you over. Mm. Yes. And when something truly takes you over, you are, you are absorbed into it. Right. Another thing I'd put in here is like an aesthetic experience. And when that happens, you, it's, there's something magical about it mm-hmm. that once it's not there, you can't get it back, mm-hmm. right? So I think it is true that when it happens, it's like, wow. And after it happens, it's it's like anything. It's, the less time passes, the more impactful it is. And then as time goes on, like the immediate feelings you had with it, I guess, kind of become in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um but I also think that it truly dissipates. I mm. mean, I think that, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. You're having a conversation with somebody. You're in the middle of this. And then something happens. And you have to interrupt that. Mm. And then you go back. You try to recapture that geist, right? yes. that, that yes. spirit of things. That's impossible. It doesn't happen. You That's can, true. You can capture something else, but not that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has to do with... Again, with the specific mode of engagement, yeah, of entanglement, yeah, that you are in that specific moment. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like mood is yeah. what I was going to say because there's other things you could talk about like engagement with a movie or music or sex or mm-hmm. anything like mm-hmm. that, right? Where you're like in it and then there's a stop and then you're like, oh, I can't get back into it. Yes, yes. Um, and I think that has to do with the fact that when it started, it was effortless. It mm-hmm. was authentic, but to to consciously decide to go back, um, it's taking away already from the experience itself. It's already a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that seems to be related. Yeah, and I think that, well, if that's the case, right? This is really we should really cherish. We can say whenever we get into it, because I don't think it's easy to have a conversation either, right? No, it's not, it's not easy. It's not. It doesn't happen. Hopefully, it doesn't happen too often as well. Because mm. I think that there is such thing as too much of a conversation. Yeah, like sometimes you just need to like turn off. No, I just think that if you want to have a conversation about everything, then conversations with you lose meaning. Hmm. Because you are normalizing something that has to be special. Good point. So it's it that makes sense. So it's like with anything else. The, the more it happens, the less special it becomes. And in the specific case of a conversation, that destroys the thing itself. Because mm. things 
that are special, right? Mm -hmm. Things that are supposed to be special because they're rare. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you let's say... You it's can, like Christmas is every day. Yes. Yeah. You, you can make it special. Uh, you can decide that, you know, there are a few times a year where you get gifts, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's your birthday, then there's the... You know, Christmas. Then you can decide that everybody gets a, gets a present all on I don't know for the July and uh, Easter and I don't know whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, well, there are limits to this because the moment if every day you want to get a gift, then these are not gifts anymore. These are obligations, mm -hmm. and they they destroy the concept of gift yes. itself. Yes. And the same thing goes with conversation. If you want to converse about everything, God help you. Because, again, <laughs> you are removing. I think you are uh, you are removing the possibility from people to take you seriously when you want to converse about something. Because mm. then you become the one who always want to talk about stuff on a level that is not always possible. Mm. I know a person that, for example, no matter where you are, no matter mm -hmm. what party you're in, she needs to talk about near-death experiences and wants to have a conversation about life and death. Okay. And this is this and that. And it's, I should say not, it's not just parties. It's every time mm -hmm. it's an evening and we're all together. Mm -hmm. We're like more than three people. We're going to talk about <laughs> this, right? And it's not the fact that and of course, this is different levels, right? It gets boring because you're trying to replicate always and always the same conversation. Mm -hmm. But it's also the fact that now this person is at the point that where if she tries to talk about something different, but still trying to have this intimate encounter with you, mm -hmm. everybody's escaping because it's like, no, I don't want to do this right now. This mm -hmm. is not the right. We are, I don't know, uh, at a bachelor party, that's not the time to have a conversation, <laughs> right? Or right, right. we are at the funeral. This is not the time for me and you to get into a conversation about, I don't know, uh, politics. Yeah, just, yeah. There are, there are limitations there. So there's an appropriateness. Yes. And just like with other acts, there's a, like you could be good at it mm -hmm. and you could not be good at it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think... There's definitely something to this idea that at the right times, it is the wonderful thing. Because the complete absence of it is like shallow existence, right? Like no conversation if, if whatsoever. You never, if you never had one, yes. If you never had one. Um, but you're saying if you... I, here's a question. Do you think that when a person like that does that... Mm -hmm. The person that always wants that conversation with me? Yes. Yeah, okay. Do you think at a point that ceases to be conversation? Uh, th yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. They're, okay. they're trying just, they're destroying the possibility for a conversation to exist. Mm. Now it becomes a filler that becomes I got it. long talk. So it's not too much conversation. <laughs> it's like an eagerness for an excess of conversation becomes non-conversation. Yes, it, it literally destroys the opportunity for a conversation to exist. Mm. Because again, now when this person is around, if I if a conversation is about to happen, mm -hmm. I bite my tongue because I know that if I start this, then it's gonna turn into this all other <laughs> thing, right? So I consciously avoid even yes. trying to have that conversation, that thing that we can call a conversation. But I I'm wondering if you if you agree that there is such thing as an access 
of conversation that can be an access conversation. So do you have a conversation with Claire every day, every minute of the day? No. Why is that? Because it doesn't happen or it's just a matter of inappropriateness? Because not every moment is warranting of a conversation. Okay. I would say whatever a conversation is, it can't be forced. And it sounds like this person that you deal with is trying to force something. Like I always, like I'm always against when people try too hard, Hmm, like for anything, right? Whether it's like in music or like trying to present themselves as giving off a specific image, anything like that. It always like, I'm very sensitive to like, oh, this person's trying, you know? And doing, making that move to quote unquote try to make the conversation happen when it's inappropriate, um, it's missing that appropriateness and that genuineness but i'm wondering if there are some things that that we can call conversation starters right Mm. there's some raw material that you so for example let's assume i am meeting somebody new Mm -hmm. and i genuinely like the interaction i'm having up to now right Mm -hmm. that's and right now we're just at some small talk i'm listening to this person talk and he or she is saying something interesting uh, and so on. And I am genuinely interested into starting this something with this person. Yes. So, And I throw here and there mm-hmm. some bits and pieces to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. And then the moment that thing sticks, then the whole authentic natural stuff mm. goes in. And I start having a conversation with this person. I think that that's... Yeah, I think that's legitimate. That's allowed, right? Absolutely, because... When you're getting, so here's like a phenomenon, getting to know someone, Mm -hmm. right? And when you're getting to know someone, there does have to be some initial moves before it becomes like non-reflective second nature happening. And that's like that with anything. Like when you play an instrument or play a sport, you have to try in the, you have to practice in the beginning, right? But you get to a point where it becomes like it's an mm-hmm. extension of myself. I don't have to think about it. I just do it. And yep. in fact, when I think about it consciously, I mess up. Yeah. So conversation starters, you know, defined in a specific way, done in the right way at the right times. Absolutely. Because I, so I was always someone that was pretty introverted. Mm-hmm. However, I always loved talking to one person, like a one-on-one thing, because mm-hmm. I loved like, exploring and then doing this thing together and really figuring out like who that person is on the inside right and trying to share this thing and i would have i have like go-tos right i always what's your favorite color and to bring that out in the middle of a serious moment for someone like oh um and they say and i say well like why like what does that make you think of right Mm -hmm. and that kind of facilitate and that's always something yeah that you can use yeah because yeah so I, i think conversation starters absolutely can be legitimate okay sure and i'm wondering also is there or like what's your earliest memory you know Mm -hmm. things like that Uh, i'm wondering if it's possible at least in theory to have conversation with people regardless of the relationship that you have with that person Mm. What do I mean is we seem to agree that having a conversation with your wife or with your husband, right, seems to be um, 
possible, of course, mm-hmm. and seems to come easy depending what kind of marriage you're in, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I'm assuming that there's a way in which you can have a conversation with your brother or with your sister, right? Yes. Um, you can have a conversation with your friend. Now, can you have a conversation with your boss? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> can I? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I, w- I wish I was your boss. I'm not. Um, can you have a conversation with um, with an enemy? Can you mm. have a conversation with, in theory, with everybody? And what I'm saying, um, what I'm saying is, so let's assume that you're talking to your mortal enemy. Okay. Whoever that is. Or to a rival. Is it possible that a conversation even starts? Let's assume, we're not talking about, right, well, we said we need, the element of trust needs to be there. But at the same time, we're saying that this thing needs to happen organically, right? Mm-hmm. So this trust... This kind needs to be embedded into this, right? It's almost mm-hmm. you're suspending, uh, you know, your judgment there and say, hey, well, you're almost captivated by this and you start talking. Is it even possible when on the other side there is somebody who's not friendly? That's, that's a super interesting question. I feel like depending on who the person is, I might have a different answer. So, for example, if you're talking about like, someone in administration yeah. or something like yeah. that, right? That would seem to be an like inhibition, right? Like I, I can't have a conversation because I think there's a lack of trust. Mm-hmm. I think because you'd always be wondering like, oh, like is something going to happen? Is it, am mm-hmm. I going to rub off the wrong way? And I think because there's that weird like power dynamic, there's, al- there's also this set of... Um, social norms that you don't know like mm-hmm. if you could break with that person so i feel like when there's such rigid constraints and mm-hmm. norms a conversation can't really happen so if that's ever in place with anybody yeah that's going to break things now in terms of your enemy this one's interesting because i think sometimes like i'm thinking i can't think of anything in particular but i, I feel like it's a trope in in movies or books where there's these mortal enemies that will have you know a brief interaction and it will be an authentic moment because mm-hmm. they're very honest about who they are mm-hmm. um or when the villain is explaining the plan to the guy <laughs> or something yeah or something like that right um yeah i mean i think there's an intimacy in that like because because it's not love but it's hate mm. and i think true mutual hatred acknowledge like requires some kind of I want to say this word, but like obsession mm-hmm. with the other, right? And there's so there's this mutual obsession, and you both know that you're you're both obsessed, and you both know what you're thinking about. So there's there's something going on. There's something going on. Um, so you would say it is possible. I would I would say more so than uh you know than faceless administrator person. Mm-hmm. And I, what I thought you were going to ask about next was a stranger. Uh, that's I was about to say. Okay. That. <laughs> so this one, you would think the answer is no. But I, I've found myself in a conversation with strangers before, hmm. and the one I think of, I was at um, so my friend Dan, who uh, I was at, has has his bachelor party and he's get, he's getting married uh, this month. 
he was doing an event because he does like a kind of meetups for startup companies and tech things and like mm-hmm. and I went to support him at one of these things and I went up just talking to a random guy that was there and it just started like oh he has a drink I have a drink like ba da ba ba da ba small talk but little things happen where eventually I think in giving certain responses we revealed to the other person that oh maybe there was something extra and then so slowly mm-hmm. like the can was getting opened mm-hmm. and at some point it became like a full-fledged conversation where there was this sharing of values and exploration and question and answer and interest so yeah i mean it's absolutely possible to converse with a stranger um it's not every day it's not something that you can force like with anything else but when it happens it's very memorable i think there are a couple of more uh categories uh, to be to be explored and maybe uh, you know we can start talking about this and then continue yeah. in the in the second part I think that and they're like slightly different from the things that we're talking about so one will be not not an enemy not a stranger but rather somebody that you know that doesn't share your values at all right mm. somebody who's very different from you and that you know will not approve of some values. And then the other the other thing is, can you have conversation with somebody who is, what can we say, dependent on you or subordinate to you? So, so the, the administrator looking down. Exactly. Can, okay. can an administrator, can or even I was thinking more, can I have a conversation with my kids? Is that possible? Can my parents really have a conversation with me? Hmm. Um, because those are interesting things. Can a doctor have a conversation with a patient? Hmm. Um, because I think that especially in this last case, right, in the patient-doctor relationship, or even in a parent-child uh, um, conversation, I think there are some difficulties there, Right. I think it's very difficult, and sometimes I think some conversations go wrong, right? The communication goes wrong not because the parent just wants to talk at you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or because the doctor is just doing his job and it doesn't want to happen. But I think that the role that you play in that relationship makes it impossible for you to really have a conversation with the mm-hmm. other person. And I'm trying to think of different uh, for example your political rival that's another thing i don't think you can really have a conversation because the rule of the game forbids you yes to have a real conversation yes um but again i think that this this one is the least interesting to me the political rival because it's obvious why not right right you can really have a conversation because i'm trying to win something and yeah know, even even people in your party it's like watching the debates is like the fakest thing of course and it's like it's ridiculous and we all know exactly it's again it's moves right mm-hmm. it's a chess game rather well not even a good one and it's rehearsed exactly while instead when it comes to patient doctor or when it comes to again parent child or any other conversation where there is like a dependence kind of thing where mm-hmm. somebody has something you don't have when when and especially from the perspective of somebody who's subordinate to you i was wondering if it's even possible because mm. it seems that there needs to be 
you're going to be too distant from someone. Even though we're saying that you can have a conversation with a stranger, which mm-hmm. is the distant, the most distant that you can think of the other. Mm-hmm. But I suspect that while that can happen, it is impossible or close to impossible to happen when you're too close to someone or when somebody is literally in charge of your life. Mm-hmm. A real conversation that cannot happen. Yeah. Okay. So I'm super interested in talking about all of those. Um, and I'm wondering if we could flip that into the next episode. Yeah, I think I think we can start with that maybe next. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot there. All right. I'll see you next time. I'll see you. <laughs>